Dante is a really smart guy. Ladies love Dante. Dante Greco. Dante was me, yours truly. I'm gonna come. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Dante Greco Show on a Friday. Here to take you into your weekend. Let's get into the news. Let's go straight to Qatar, where the World Cup is being held. Now, I don't watch soccer or football. I'm not really a fan. But uh, it drives me crazy when they put a big sporting event in a country that doesn't know how to have fun. That could be Qatar. That could be, you know, when they had the Olympics in Sochi. That could be North Korea. Don't. And we all know there's a whole documentary on Netflix, I think, about how FIFA is corrupt. We all know it's about kickbacks and payoffs. But for God's sake, think of the fans. Qatar. There was already the issue because of their record on human rights and LGBTQ and all that. But now they've gone back on their word and they're banning sales of beer at the stadium. You can't go to a soccer game and get drunk. Cutter. Slam for banning beer at Budweiser sponsored World Cup. Budweiser sponsored World Cup. I can't believe Budweiser would cave in. I mean, they're a big company. Why can't Budweiser and FIFA get together and, and bully Cutter into at least letting them sell alcohol? You know, if you live in the country and you don't want to drink, that's fine. No one's going to force you to drink. But like the people that are traveling out there should be able to get a beer. I would not travel out there personally. I don't want to go to any place where there are rules and laws that could get me into trouble for doing something that I would do here in good old Los Angeles. But for God's sake, if someone pays that much money, let them get a beer and a Budweiser too. I don't mind them actually banning Budweiser because I think it's shit. It's like it's water. But if they were the, the fact that the problem is they're banning all beer and probably all alcohol, period. So I don't like that. Uh, soccer fans bashed Cutter after officials decided to ban the sale of beer on Friday in and around stadiums at the World Cup. Oh, yeah. Many migrant workers were killed throughout the construction of the new stadiums and hotels. It's going great over there. It's just going great. What another great choice by FIFA. It's amazing. And but like, what are we going to do? No one can get anything done on like real issues that affect them, you know, financially. Oh, let me get this comment out of here. Okay, it's enough. Thank you. Send me some money for uh, promoting Morissette's first ever Disney song. Imagine Disney, whatever. All right. So uh, I lost my train of thought. Goddamn Anna Margarita and her promoting Morissette as the first Filipina Disney singer. Uh, Anna Margarita, if you're watching, can you tell me what I was talking about? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I know that nothing's going to happen. If we can't get laws and regulations that affect real issues for, you know, everyday Americans or people around the world change, then it's not nothing going to, we're not going to be able to change FIFA from picking bad countries to host the World Cup. But we can still get angry about it. Where is the freaking thing? Oh, yeah, I know where it is. Okay. Whoops. Sorry. Let me just change this. Yeah, because. Like reporters are getting accosted by the Qatari officials. By the way, look at me pronouncing it Qatar and Qatari when I really want to say Qatar. 
when I see it, and I always thought it was Qatar, but because of the World Cup, I now know it's cutter. As in like a like a knife is a cutter. You take a cutter and you cut a potato. All right. One second here. That's what you get for tuning in live. You get to deal with the limitations of my streaming software. All right. Official cutter officials threatened to smash reporters' camera during live World Cup broadcast. This is insane. Like st- media, you know what we really need? Media people need to boycott um, when FIFA decides to put it in some country that is just, in my opinion, backwards. Now, as always, when I'm talking about a country, when I'm criticizing a country, I'm not really criticizing the people, the citizens. I'm sure the average everyday Qatari does not care about having a beer or, or isn't like this angry at reporters. You know, these Qatari officials are like the bodyguards for a celebrity when you try to go up and get an interview with them and they think they need to flex and show off. It's like, dude, it's not that serious. Just calm down. Um, The uh, I'm not criticizing the people criticizing usually the government, the people making the laws. That's who I have a problem with. And that is fair game. So. Danish reporter Rasmus Tantholt was reporting live on TV2 when a group of men approached him in a golf cart, clearly upset with him filming. Let's see here. Pull up in the golf cart behind him. I don't know what he's saying. We are live on Danish television. Mr. You invited the whole world to the you you invited the whole world to come here. Why can't we film? It's a public place. This is the uh, accreditation. We can film anywhere we want. There are only of course. Yeah, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. This this takes me back to times when I was trying to interview people, and uh, it was in public, and somebody would come up and be like, "You can't film here, man." Or like recently, when I tried to go and park on a street, a public street, and the, the guy goes, "You can't park up the hill." Uh, it's whatever. I won't even get into that story. It takes too much explanation. Um, as a member of the media, I hate to see this. This is the worst possible place to have a World Cup cutter. You can't. They're assaulting people. They're going up. They're trying to intimidate everybody. You can't have a good time. I don't know how you like. Even if you could get drunk, if you smuggled something in, you're going to get yourself arrested over there. Like. This is not the place to F around. This is, I would treat being in Qatar like being in North Korea. Remember what happened to Otto Warm Beer? He thought he was going to do some fun prank and steal a, a, a piece of artwork from a hallway. Next thing you knew, he was locked up in a North Korean prison and they're rearranging his teeth before giving him back to the United States with brain damage and then he died. That's what I anticipate is going to happen in Qatar. If anyone tries to F around, if anyone smuggled in drugs or alcohol, it's just the worst possible place you can be. I made a video on this a while back too. If you, if you search back to like my first videos on my channel, you can see that. Um, Now, a lot of artists are still going to perform at the world cup. So, and that that's uh, upsetting some people. Of course, the way I look at it, like Nicki Minaj is going to perform there, but Shakira, who was initially going to perform there, dropped out. Um, Nicki Minaj, Maluma, 
Miriam Fairs, whoever that is, they're going to uh, they're, they're, they're going to sing the FIFA Fan Festival Anthem, Tuko Taka. Tuko Taka. I can hear Nicki Minaj saying that right now. Tuko Taka translates to click clack in Yankee talk, and the three megastars all display their presence in the video. What is Yankee talk? Is that like American? Is that what we're calling American talk? A um, bunch of other people are performing, and uh, Nikki's not on the World Cup Artist Island alone. However, Sean Paul, Jay Balvin, and the Black Eyed Peas and more will be performing. Of course, the Black Eyed Peas. You know, I hate the Black Eyed Peas because Will I Am. I used to. Um, oh, let me let me add this. Here, here's another comment. New adult chat dating chat free. There you go. Okay, you commented that three times. You can stop now. Uh, Will I am when I used to interview him at TMZ. He always had this self righteous thing, like he was above it. Like, man, are you really gonna waste your time and my time asking me these questions? Blah blah blah. He, 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 he would just look down on anybody that would try to get an interview with him. But it's like, meanwhile, you're the guy, along with the Black Eyed Peas, you put out a song called Let's Get Retarded in 2003, well after people stopped tr using that word or, or trying to, it's like starting to realize, hey, we shouldn't be saying that, uh, that R word. So, and now you're performing at the Qatar World Cup where there's a record of human rights abuses and a bunch of migrants died to make the stadium. And, uh, you know, you can't even have a beer. So just, just STFU, Will. You know, Will and I went to the same high school. That's what's funny. Just a few years apart. But uh, I brought that up to him once. He was cool that time. Don't come to him with the camera. But if you talk to him, just normal, I guess he's fine. Who knows? Fuck him. Um, now here's the thing. These artists are performing and predictably people will protest. People will be mad. People will go on Twitter if it's still around and, you know, trash Nicki Minaj for going there and they'll say, Oh, you know, the barbs, you have a big gay fan base, I'm sure. And how could you, but like time to protest. This is before they choose cutter as the location or it's, after they've chosen Cutter and they're starting to get to work building the stadium, it should be like, no, 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 we were serious. We don't want you to have it in Cutter. If you let it get all the way to opening up the games, then sorry. You know, Nikki's going to perform. Everyone else, are you protesting outside Budweiser? Are you protesting Fox Sports, who's being underwritten by the Qatari government to cover this whole thing? No, it's, it's too easy to go after the artists who are going there to perform. Uh, and it's the World Cup. It's different. It's for the fans. There's a lot of fans that are going to be there, too. It's not like when Jennifer Lopez or, or, or Mariah Carey or Beyonce goes and performs for Gaddafi or whoever, whatever dictator they like to perform for, for money, for themselves. This is, you know, it's a fan experience. She's going to be singing Tuko Taka, the fan festival anthem. So give Nikki a break. I will be watching closely to see what happens in Cutter. I am anticipating all kind of crazy stories and, uh, you know, potential Britney Griner situations breaking out for Americans in Cutter and probably Brits. You know, Brits are real soccer hooligans. They like to get drunk and cause problems. And, you know, it's going to be, I don't know, 
It's going to be a lot of sentences. It's going to be a lot of people. We're going to be needing to trade a lot of prisoners. Do we have any Qatari prisoners that we can trade? We might want to keep a few on standby to get some of our boys back home. Speaking of Brittany Griner, um, you know, this just, it isn't funny anymore. I mean, not that it ever was funny, but. They've let her now be sent off to the penal colony. She's out of the Russian jail and being sent off to the penal work farm. Um, the uh, I just got a text message from my guy, uh, the front row, Jesse Rowe. Whoa, and I just saw that the Theranos founder, Elizabeth Holmes, sentenced to 11 years in prison in fraud trial. How about that? Sorry, Brittany. Shit, that's kind of fucked up. No one is talking about Brittany Griner. She keeps getting ignored and just left in a Russian penal colony. And here I am about to switch over to some different news. But you know what? It's breaking. So we will come back to Brittany Griner. Uh, Elizabeth Holmes, sentenced to 11 years in prison. You know Elizabeth Holmes. She talks like this and she faked her whole blood sampling company and built people out of money. That's a great sign. I love to see people like this sent to prison because they do deserve it. If she'd gotten off with like one year, that, that would have been a total miscarriage of justice. And I hope they take Sam Bankman freed from FTX and throw him into the same jail. I didn't lose any money on FTX so far. I've avoided all of the crypto meltdowns. My paltry amount of money that I have in crypto is still intact for now. But this Sam Bankman freed guy, makes me very angry because he pretends to be an altruistic, really nice guy, and he cares. But what really pisses me off about him is the way he looks. Can we stop with this idea that slob CEOs have any special like understanding or they're, they're like gurus that we need to look up to? The guy looks like shit. He's showing up with that big, ugly hairdo, and the, the 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 baggy clothes and the shorts and stuff like seriously, put on a suit and tie. I don't mean to sound like Clint Eastwood, but put on a goddamn suit and tie before you show up to work and handle sixteen billion dollars worth of money. I don't care if you're living in the Bahamas. This hair is terrible. This is, by the way, what my hair would look like if I let it grow out. So you got to keep that shit in line. I hope that this clothes. Oh. Get a tan. You're living in the Bahamas and you look like oat milk. Dirt bag. Um, I hope this closes the door on that whole idea. Like, hey, you know, we just got to listen to these young CEOs and let them do their, ex their eccentric. Fuck that. Anyway, so I got off track again. Elizabeth Holmes from Theranos. Theranos, whatever, sentenced to 11 years behind bars. Didn't she just have a baby? Yikes. San Jose, California, three years of supervised released will begin in April of 2023. Oh, well, she at least gets to celebrate the holidays. That's nice. Uh, she might even be able to go to Coachella before she goes in. Not that I know that she's interested in that. Four of 11 charges convicted, etc., etc. She's a big fraud. Hopefully she drops the voice. I don't know if she still talks with the voice. It's going to be hard to get a black turtleneck in jail. Uh, goodbye, Elizabeth Holmes. You ever 
This guy just texted me. The front row. Great impression. Amanda Scheifried should let you accept her Emmy if she wins. A la Sasheen Littlefeather. Did you know that Sasheen Littlefeather apparently wasn't even Native American? She is uh, Hispanic. Her sister said it was all bullshit. Marlon Brando was uh, bamboozled. Go and accept my award. You're, you're Indian, right? Okay, can you go up there? All right. Sorry, Brittany Griner. Let's get back to it. Let's get back to Brittany Griner. Yeah, so again, I can't believe it's gotten this far that she's been sent off to a penal colony and no one knows where she is. And like her lawyers don't even know. Apparently they just like put you on a bus and drive you around out into the east. Or I don't know if they're going east, but there she's in the east. And they drive you around and they put you in like a work prison. It looks like the place, if you watch the most recent season of Stranger Things, it literally looks like that. It's awful. And I'm getting annoyed with anybody when I look when I see these Britney Griner stories pop up on Twitter, like let's see what people are commenting. All right, well, this is an NBA site, so they're going to be making jokes about how, you know, it's the same as the Lakers trying to trade Russell Westbrook. It's it's just not going to happen. Yeah, they're acting like Rob Palenka, the Lakers GM, is in charge of this, which it kind of feels like. Um, But I do see still too many commenters saying like, well, you do the crime, you got to do the time. She deserves it. Let me get off Danny Ainge for a second. Sorry. Uh, like marijuana she had a little minuscule amount of hashish in her bag which again russia i put in the same category as qatar and north korea and dubai like any of these countries with either religious police and religious laws or just you know anti-american whatever it is don't if you have to go which you shouldn't go anyway and this i hope kills russian tourism do not go to Russia, especially not right now. I think we all know that with a war going on. But, like, you just can't take the risk. She's been made to be a pawn in some game. I don't know what it is. They're just holding her like they, they're like a, like a she's like a credit that they're holding on to to use later on. You know, maybe Vladimir is hedging his bets in case we decide to overthrow him, you know, in case we decide to pull a Venezuela on him or, a, or an Iran on him. And the American government tries to make a move to overthrow Vlad. He's saying, okay, fine. I'll give you Brittany Griner. Fine. Just let me go. Uh, don't go with drugs, but in this country, America that we live in and I'm broadcasting from right now, marijuana is being made legal all over the country. A lot of people use it. A lot of people eat gummies and, you know, whatever. They smoke their vapes. And I don't, but I don't care. I support all the legalization. So it's really hypocritical and annoying when people say, well, she she, she deserves to do nine years in a penal work colony in Mordovia, Russia, because of that. It's ridiculous. We should have, we long should have gotten Brittany Griner out of that Russian prison. And they're saying that the uh, United States of America reportedly made a substantial offer to Russia for Brittany Griner. That's right. We're giving them Biden. We're giving them Pete Buttigieg. He's going to take her place. 
The Russian Federation has consistently failed to negotiate in good faith. Yeah, I thought they had this all tied up with the guy, um, Victor Bout. But apparently not. He looks like John Krasinski with a mustache. Uh, apparently not. Just give it to him. You know, just give it like, who cares? What? He's a drug dealer. He's a gun runner. There's people doing it over there anyway. You, one more drug dealing, gun running, running Russian is going to tip the balance. All right. They got their own problems over there. Vladimir Putin's dying of Parkinson's and cancer. All right. Victor Bout is going to be of little use. Get it done. This really is like the Lakers. This is like Rob Polinka. Joe Polinka Biden is in charge of trading for Brittany Griner, and it's going terribly. Give him Russell Westbrook. Fuck it. Give Russia Russell Westbrook. All right. So that's me doing my part to keep this Brittany Griner story alive. Thank you. I expect to be feted by the liberal media and, you know, cheered on for for being such a great advocate uh we talked about cutter we talked about the world cup talked about sam bankman freed yeah his altruism bit was mostly a front because he knows people want to like you know root for the good guy meanwhile he's a fucking slob elon musk intends to reduce his time at twitter and find a new leader to run the company according to who who could that be put trump in charge of twitter if he really wants to make a splash, he should call Trump right now and just say, look, forget the presidency. You don't need that. That's going to take too long. Two more years before you either get elected or you don't. Take over Twitter, at least for a couple of years. That would be huge. He's done a great job with Truth Social, right? Everyone's got Truth Social. I love to see this. Justin Bieber paid $1.3 million for a Bored Ape NFT. It's now worth roughly $69,000. We all knew it was a scam. He deep down must have known it was a scam. He got hyped up. I don't think he cares. I've talked to people that have had conversations with him about money. And he said, you know, at a certain point, it's like you see something nice and expensive that you want. But then once you get it, you lose interest in it. It's just like just getting it. So like the money kind of loses meaning. Now, the guy he was talking to was thinking, like, are you kidding me? You got $200 million and, you know, I'm out here trying to put together 60 grand a year. So it comes off a little out of touch. But I give Justin Bieber a little bit of a pass because he like Michael Jackson. He never really had a normal. He came straight from childhood into wealth. He didn't have to go the route that most other people do before they achieve those levels of wealth. So he probably doesn't care. He's probably just like, oh, dude, that sucks. It's still funny. It's nice to engage in a little bit of Schadenfreude for the people that bought NFTs. I bought crypto, but I never bought NFTs. Crypto, I could sort of see maybe there's some value to it because of all like the libertarians online who want to create some alternate society and have their new their new uh, currency. Okay, I didn't believe it. My crypto ever went up. I immediately converted it back into fiat, but I went along. I could buy into the crypto a little bit more. NFTs are just a horse shit. It's like this picture. I have the picture. They've still never explained how I don't have this picture. If I click save, I, I it's my picture now and I can print it out. 
I can send it to canvas canvasprints.com or whatever that company is and uh it's mine so nfts are you know they, they haven't figured that out um that would that would be so funny to have trump in charge of twitter i'd sign up that would be great that would be hilarious getting some good laughs here what's up natalie how are you um yeah trump in charge of twitter i mean it couldn't go any worse than it's going right now right he would be able he would be he'd make it interesting he'd make it interesting i mean he's not going to be there at the office every day like you know going into the engineers rooms and, and figuring out the code and like really making a big difference he'll just make it exciting that's all you need twitter kind of runs itself people just need to post and it runs itself so put him in charge uh let's keep it moving here let's keep it moving here pal John Leguizamo slams Chris Pratt's Super Mario casting. Here he goes again. And John Leguizamo, a couple months back, was pissed about James Franco being cast as Fidel Castro, the communist leader of Cuba. And he sort of had a point, although there is a case to be made that James Franco, his heritage is part Portuguese and Portuguese Portugal is on the Iberian peninsula along with Spain where Castro was from. His Castro's father was Spanish. He wasn't Cuban, but Leguizamo was pissed. Okay. I can see that a little bit more than this, but he's angry that super Mario, they cast Chris Pratt as super Mario. Um, super Mario is an Italian character. First of all, first of all, he's fake. He's a video game. Second of all, second of all, if anything, he's Japanese because Nintendo created him. But okay, let's pretend Super Mario is supposed to be Latino. He's not like, so by this logic, I, a proud Italian man, am Latino, which is great for me. Uh, I don't know that I could get away with putting Latino, marking Latino, if I was applying for some student loans or something that might get me into an Elizabeth Warren situation. But if John Leguizamo is saying that I'm Latino because I'm Italian, I'll take it. Most people won't agree, though. And he's just becoming like a bitter old actor complaining about casting decisions. He was in the original original Super Mario and he's like, oh, man, people said they love the original and they're really disappointed with Chris Pratt. Well, you know who played Mario in the original Super Mario that John Leguizamo was in? It was Bob Hoskins. Noted Latino actor Bob Hoskins. Bob Hoskins was British. Okay? And again... Super Mario is Italian and Luigi. They are Italian men. They're not Latino. Like, sorry, what the fuck? You, you, you're, you're, you're making yourself look bad. It looks dumb for John Leguizamo to say this. Uh, he slammed it. I'm OG. A lot of people love the original. I did Comic-Con. They're not feeling the new one. It's I'm not bitter. It's unfortunate. First of all, a lot of people didn't love the original. I saw the original when it came out. I knew when I was seven years old that it was shitty then. But, all right. Yeah. Like, 
he's not Latino and this is not a Latino role at all. Chris Pratt, does he make any sense? No, but honestly, who cares? Like, and who would you have wanted this to go to? I think everything he just, when he says they need to cast a Latino, he's just thinking they need to cast John Leguizamo. He's looking for work. All right. Now, I'm not a conspiracy guy, but this is yet another story I see where they're trying to promote the idea of all of us eating bugs and incorporating bugs into our diet. Woman on all bug diet claims crickets taste like fried chicken. Oh, my God. If you see that, you're not supposed to eat it. You're supposed to, like, call, uh, you know, some kind of pest control, put on a hazmat suit and, and, and just evacuate. You're not supposed to chow down. One South African woman likes adorning her dishes with an array of creepy crawlies straight out of an insect zoo. Mealworms taste like chicken. Ants are salty. Crickets taste like nuts. I thought crickets taste like fried chicken. Uh, if they're roasted. but Oh, if you fry them, they taste like fried chicken and smell like popcorn. Mmm. At your local theater. Crickets. Bamboo worms taste salty, but they are absolutely delicious. Oh, my word. I could eat those like chips. So the World Economic Forum, which... If you're a conspiracy guy, you're well aware of with a weird, you know, German, scary Klaus Schwab who, who's telling everybody you'll have not you'll own nothing and you will like it. You know, some kind of Schwarzenegger Terminator fucking thing. Uh, they have a whole thing on their website. Why we need to give insects the role they deserve in our food systems. Now, point by 2050, the world's food supply will need to feed another two billion people. Insect farming for food and animal feed could offer an environmentally friendly solution to the impending crisis. I think there's the other ways. I don't think maggots on the menu. No, they're trying to push this. And so I'm seeing it pop up in a lot of articles all over the media. Like they're, they're trying to normalize this idea that we're supposed to eat bugs. Well, who's going to be eating the steak? Because there's still going to be steak. There's still going to be lobster. There's still going to be good vegetables and salads. And who gets that? We get bugs. Klaus Schwab and the World Economic Forum will have a nice craft services of, you know, human food while we will eat like the animals. I'm not doing it. All right. Not going to do it. So this is the big story today. Taylor Swift had a disaster with her uh, pre-sale. Her, oh, let's see here. I'm going to be living in a fabulous flower pot, I hope. That's right. You will not have a home. You will live in the wild, and you will eat bugs, and you will like, and you will pay rent for that wilderness that you live in. Everyone will be forced to live under a tree. Okay. Um, where am I here? Okay, Taylor Swift. So this was the big thing for the last few days. If you're not caught up on it, Taylor Swift's going on a tour for the first time in like four or five years. There was supposed to be a pre-sale for verified Taylor Swift fans and Capital One card member holders. And somehow 14 million people got into the pre-sale and like crashed it and took all the tickets. And now there's tickets selling for like $95,000 a ticket. Taylor is pissed. She finally put out a statement 
all our fans are like, what the hell? I couldn't get any tickets. They're mad at Ticketmaster. And rightly so. Like this, you know, I don't think it's anti-capitalist or anti-American values to say that in this instance, we could use a little regulation for Ticketmaster. Like we don't need to protect the interests of Barry's tickets or StubHub or Vivid, or any, or especially Ticketmaster and Live Nation. We can come in there and say, hey, stop fucking around because this dynamic pricing thing that they're doing now is a real pain in the ass for a normal person to deal with. You know, you can't just buy a ticket anymore. It's like it goes up. The demand goes up. I see it when I'm trying to buy Laker tickets or when I buy concert tickets. Like you shouldn't be paying thousands of dollars to go to a concert, especially not to sit anything higher than on the field. Maybe if you're towards the front, you can shell out a few grand, but like sitting way high up for $95,000 for a ticket is insane. How does Taylor, now I know she came out and she slammed Ticketmaster about this, but like, I don't know that they're going to fix anything. Is she still going to go and do the tour? How is she going to go on stage and talk to these fans that maybe spent $20,000 for a ticket or $95,000 for a ticket? Some of you paid more for a ticket tonight than my backing band is making. Some of you will have to file for bankruptcy or have your homes foreclosed to be here tonight. Thank you. This next song is called Blank Space. Many of your children will not have a Christmas this year or next. Here, shake it off. I don't think her ego is that big. That she could feel comfortable going out and do that, doing that. Let's read what her statement was. Well, it goes without saying that I'm extremely protective of my fans. We've been doing this for decades together, and blah, 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 blah. it's difficult for me to trust an outside entity with these relationships. Yeah, it's always difficult for her to trust. She's the most victimized woman in the world. Everyone's out to get Taylor. Meanwhile, she grossed $400 million in pre sales with this tour, but okay. I did a little bit of an album review of her new album, but I didn't put it out. I thought, you know, maybe that's a little bit off brand for me to be doing Taylor Swift album reviews. But I think that she's kind of done. My short, long and short of it is every artist has kind of like a 10-year window where they're really good. They're really inspired. doesn't mean they can't still put out a good song or like a few good songs, but just from hearing what she's done in the last couple of years compared to her heyday, the consistency is no longer there. It's just my opinion, but that's how I feel. Um, anyways, she... I'm not going to make excuses for anyone because we asked them multiple times if they could handle this kind of demand, and we were assured they could. It's truly amazing that 2.4 million people got tickets, but it really pisses me off that a lot of them feel like they went through several bear attacks to get them. Thank you for wanting to be there. You have no idea how much that means. So, like, I don't think anything's going to happen. I think you're just going to have to buy your $25,000 ticket off StubHub and just go. Uh, you know, it's crazy. Not all of her fans are millionaires. So, it's going to be tough. That would be to spend that much money on a Taylor Swift ticket would probably fill me with the utmost regret on the drive home. And especially the next morning, it would be a nightmare. I would rather 
go and drink a beer in Qatar than spend $95,000 on a Taylor Swift ticket. Moving on. Oh, yeah, but the Justice Department is investigating Ticketmaster. And again, I, I think I support that in this case. All right. I'm not always for government getting involved in investigating and, you know, trying to stifle business. You know, I'm a capitalist. But uh, in this case, there is some chicanery going on. And uh, selfishly, I would like them to stop Ticketmaster and any other ticket vendors from being able to pull stunts like this because I don't want to pay that much for tickets. I like to go to things. This woman worked in ticketing. Eh, this is a little bit too in the weeds. Although this woman, she claims that she worked with Live Nation. Says Ticketmaster and Live Nation make money off scalpers. Yeah, that, completely. They're no better than FIFA, as far as I'm concerned. Um, all right, let's keep it moving. keep it moving actually you know what i'm going to take a break for one second because my throat is getting dry and i need to drink some water and uh you know that's what i gotta do so just a minute And we're back. All right. Quick water break. So let's talk about uh, this Meghan Markle thing. Now, the headline sensationalized it a little bit that she was putting on a British accent. So when I watched the video, I wanted to hate her. I wanted to be like, oh, there goes Meghan. Now she's turning into Madonna, putting on a fake British accent. Took her long enough. I'm surprised actually she hasn't just go, gone full blown, like full bore, you know, you know, trying to be posh and shit. But she has maintained some level of discipline when it comes to that. I'm sure it's tough, you know, being with Harry all day and all of they're in Montecito. So, uh, no, that's not the one. Ugh, this live programming, I'm telling you. It's tough. Okay, let me try again. So Megan has a podcast that very few people listen to. Uh, Jesus Christ. I lost the thing. Okay. Okay, try this one more time for the people that are sitting here watching. One more time, I'm going to put the, the, the screen up. Okay, here we go. Perfect. Got it. See it. Get it. Got it. Got it. Oh, fuck. Megan Markle slammed for attempting British accent on her podcast. Really pathetic. 
So she's got her podcast on Spotify. They made a whole big thing like, oh, she dethroned Joe Rogan on Spotify. Apparently, it was because the podcast was number one for like literally 15 minutes. There was just a spike in interest. You know, probably every British reporter had to download it and listen to it so they could parse through it and, and, and write articles. But and I'm doing the same thing here. It's fun. It is fun to dislike her and Harry. It just is because they don't have any self-awareness of how ridiculous this looks like. She thought that she could just level jump and just go right into like everyone has to think I'm special and you must all respect me and treat me like a national treasure because I married into the family. Like, no, you got to earn it a little bit. The British media seems to love Kate Middleton. Maybe it's because they want to pit her against Megan and they needs to be a good guy and a bad guy or, or girl or whatever. But like she seems to be doing it right for what they're expecting of their royals. You know, she's not making it about her. She's not making William leave the family. She's not asking for voiceover gigs or forcing William to embarrassingly ask for voiceover gigs while Jay-Z and Beyonce laugh at them just off to the side. She's kind of just fulfilling her duties as a mother and as a royal figure. So Megan has a podcast. Kate Middleton doesn't have a podcast. Goes to show you. And people are slamming her for pretending to put on a British accent. Let's hear what all the hubbub is about. To track the rest of the history of this word, we called up journalist and author Alison Yarrow. Etymologists believe. Oh, come on, I'm getting screwed over by the New York Post here. God damn you. That's a different story. Their video player. They won't just hold it. Okay. Let me try again. Technical difficulties. Anybody watching the replay, I'm going to cut all of this out. It's all going to run smooth. Okay. Between light and darkness, magic was born. My apologies. You're right, babe. Hello. Hi. How are you? Hello. Hello, my friend. <laughs> okay. So she's interviewing this woman, Jamila Jamil who's British and she's like super liberal and always comes out to criticize people. Uh, she's an actress. I've never seen her in anything, but you know, she's got some kind of a career going on. Uh, of course she's friends with Meghan Markle. Now they're saying Jamila has a British accent. And so they're saying that Megan, when she said hello, said, hello. You're right, babe. Hello. hello. How are you? Okay. So that was Jamila. Hello. How are you? Hello. Okay, and so they're saying that Megan responded, or maybe it was an editing snafu. I don't know. I wanted to get more upset about this and say, oh, she's doing that Madonna thing. She's pretending to put on a British accent now. She's buying into the role. But I think it's just friends. I mean, who doesn't have a British friend that you see and you go, hello, mate. There was an Australian guy who used to, who, no, he's still at TMZ. I used to be at TMZ. He's still there. And I know, hey, mate. Hello, mate. You know, it's, it, when when you're among pals, it's kind of just fun. You you bust each other's balls. Now, if she was giving a speech and she said, hello, I just want to say how much I missed Queen Elizabeth, then you'd have a point. But I think this one is being a little bit overblown. If you saw my other video where I criticize Meghan and Harry for just generally being grifters and, you know, what's the big deal? What do they do? Yes, that's still accurate. But on this one, I think we got to cut her a break. Sorry to say, I'm sure she'll do something to piss everybody off again. It's weird. You know, like 
you don't want to be sexist. You don't want to just dislike somebody just because everyone else is and jump on the wagon. Uh, and like, there's, there's nothing wrong with being ambitious. It's just like too much too quickly. Within two years, the guy left the family. Like that hasn't happened in a hundred years, right? Since Wallace Simpson. If I got my facts straight on that, I, I don't know if it's ever happened in this fashion. And, 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 you know, yes, there's the theory that she's the last American revolutionary and she's trying to go in there and systematically dismantle the British monarchy. Okay, fine, if you want to subscribe to that. But she did too much. And it was too quickly trying to monetize with the Arshwell and, and the su trademarking the Sussex brand. Like, who gives a fuck? Sussex brand? Montecito? She, she had too big of an appetite, I think. There does, especially if you're going to be royal, you, there's, there's a perception management. You know, it's optics. Optics. She should have hired somebody that could have helped her with the optics before going so aggressively into this situation. We've already, you know, the, the racism claims have been discussed ad nauseum. Somebody, maybe it was Bill Maher, was saying, like, of course, like, you know, she was surprised that she went into... Uh, a situation where you know, I, I don't even know. I don't know the details on on the on the racism claim because, like, I, I'm not that obsessed with this. But it's it it's kind of like just don't you, you got to wait your till your time. You want to become the main thing. You got to wait till your time. You got to win the public over public, and that's she assumed that she had the public love and loyalty just because she had now the title, and it doesn't work that way even if you're in the royal family you have to win people over and you have to subscribe to my channel all right so this was some weird thing going on in china 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 you know i haven't been following politics political news that closely for the last couple of years i burned out on it in the trump years it was too much it was like you know he totally changed the way that we consume political news it became entertainment and it was great fun when biden got into office i thought this is a needed break it's going to be a lot more boring now i don't have to pay attention now that he's back in trump i'm not saying this as an endorsement as you know on this show i don't take political stances but now that he's back in I'm back in. I've been watching the news again. I've been paying attention and uh, I'm expecting some great sound bites. I hope when he gave his announcement speech, everyone was saying he's low energy, that it's, you know, he's tired. I'm hoping that that was just him trying to come off as more statesmanlike, more in control, because. You know, which he when he was president and when he was running for president before, he had the same problem. For some reason, when he, when Trump has to read off of a teleprompter, it's like the most bore. He he gets bored, and so his delivery is boring. There were a couple times during his speech where he went off script, and you could see the spark, the you know, the sparkle in his eye. So I'm I'm you know we're I guess what I'm trying to say is we're going to be hearing a lot more about China, 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 China. And here in China, there are some sheep who have been walking in a circle for 12 days. Let me show you this. It's just weird. If I was a conspiracy guy, again, if I was into the end times, 
I would think this was some kind of sign. Uh, massive flock of sheep has been walking in a circle for 12 days straight in China. And then there's also like some video of some ants rotating in a circle of death. It happens when they lose track of their colony. This woman says it's like a mini Mecca pilgrimage. I'm not going to say that. But if you want to, Feigen, whoever you are, go ahead. Uh, it's just creepy stuff. It, it does seem like some end times thing or like a horror movie. Again, it's, it's as disturbing on the level that Britney Spears dance videos are disturbing. Her Instagram dance videos. See, so is there anything else I need to cover before we wrap it up? <sighs> Uh, special counsel and, you know, whatever Twitter. I don't know. I think that's pretty much it heading into the weekend. Is this real? Yes, it is. Um, they said that the, the, the sheep, by the way, may have some kind of disease. There is some kind of disease that causes sheep to walk in a circle. Uh, it's called liberalism. No, I'm just kidding. And, uh, you know, that's what it is. It's just a disturbing visual. So that's it for me for this week, the Dante Greco show. I'm going to cut this up and put up individual videos on the topics. I'm going to put up the full video. I'll edit out the boring parts. I hope you like it. I hope you subscribe. I hope you keep coming back. Share it with your friends. Send this to your congressman. You know, at Thanksgiving, just have it playing in the background. Whatever you're going to do, spread the word on this movement. And uh, thank you so much. And now the outro. Have a good life. We will see you soon. Much love. Thank you. Love. All right, Daniel. So once again, thank you to my brother. Tell me your name again. Dante Greco. Two words. Made in America. <laughs> Dante, you're doing great. That's good. I want you to leave my good friend Ringo alone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> my pal, Hal. Pretend you're a horse in a parade. Have a good day.